stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm joined by Ryan McQueenie, Zach's associate stock strategist, to discuss the movies, entertainment, content, what's going on in that area. Should you be investing in any of this? Or is the industry being so disruptive by things like the movie pass that investors should just be on the sidelines? So welcome, Ryan. Happy to be here, as always. I know. I know you're a big movie fan, and so am I. That's why I asked you to be on this. But you actually have a, a leg up on me because you are a subscriber to MoviePass. Yes, I'm in the club or the cult, if you want to call it that. Yes. Um, so let's discuss what MoviePass actually is because some people might not be aware. Okay. Yeah, I think the, the easiest kind of one-sentence description would be to call it a subscription-based movie ticketing service. So... Uh, you pay a low monthly fee and you receive a debit card like pass in the mail and that pass allows you to see depending on what type of when you bought the plan and what type of plan you paid for it allows you to see a certain type of movie per month a certain amount of movies per month okay um, didn't it used to be unlimited though? yeah so I'd say the, the vast majority of subscribers have one movie per day so un okay. essentially unlimited yeah. for about nine ninety nine a month. Okay, That's and and it's a, I say about because you know depending on when you got in you could have paid as from what I'm aware as low as six ninety five a month and that changed to nine ninety nine a month uh, happened only within the past year or less. So okay. it used to be quite a bit more expensive than that and uh, it, when the price drop happened to the 999 that's when it kind of exploded into the into the forefront of uh, a lot of people's attention and yeah. added a lot of subscribers as if you can imagine definitely now this is the the plan where you kind of have to be like at the movie theater yes exactly so well, the debit card that I was speaking about the, the pass itself um, it's like a red debit card looking thing and it essentially operates as a movie pass. So you have a, the movie pass app on your phone and you arrive at the theater, you check in to whatever movie you want to see and as you check in, it essentially loads the cost of seeing that ticket or seeing that movie onto your card and then you pay for the ticket like a regular movie or you use your regular credit card to pay for the ticket. There are a few theaters that have kind of partnered more closely with MoviePass and allow e-ticketing, allow you to buy a ticket or reserve a seat ahead of time, but the vast majority of locations are are show up and get your ticket. And aren't there some locations that they basically have said no MoviePass at all? Yeah, yeah, there are definitely some theaters that it, you, it is not available to check into their showtimes okay. on the app. And then there are some theaters that are a little bit more friendly and accommodating to MoviePass subscribers and others that aren't a huge fan of it. So. Okay. Now, the whole argument for MoviePass by the MoviePass guys was that they are bringing people into the movie theater yeah. chain because yeah. you obviously probably have seen some movies you would not have gone to see. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. I've seen movies twice that I wouldn't have even thought about seeing again, but 
the fact that I, you know, have that one a day. Yeah. It's very easy now for somebody to be like, hey, you want to catch this movie? I'll be like, yeah, I saw it two days ago. It was pretty good. I'll see it again. <laughs> yeah, sure. And you would think they're trying to argue movie passes to the chains that, hey, we're bringing in all these extra people, and when they're in your theater, they're going to buy the popcorn again and the drinks or whatever other food and beverages yeah. that are in there, and that's where the chains make the vast majority of their money. Yeah, and also on top of that, it's not like the movie theater itself is getting hurt in terms of the ticket costs either because, like I'm saying, that the the ticket amount is getting loaded onto the card. So, you know, when you're seeing multiple movies a month, that's MoviePass eating that loss. Right. Which I, the real, the argument that's coming from the theaters is, well, we don't want to support an unsustainable business model because yeah. we don't want our theater goers should be disappointed if and when it folds. Right. But for the time being, you know, these this is, as a MoviePass subscriber to the movie theater, I'm just another customer yeah. they don't even know the difference in fact as i said there have been some theaters that aren't as friendly to movie pass goers for whatever reason there's maybe some rivalries going yeah. on some saltiness here and there some people on some discussion boards some forums that i follow with other movie pass subscribers are like well you can just buy a sticker that goes over your debit card anyway like as a custom design could buy one for your movie pass and they would literally never know that you're a movie pass goer if you oh. use the app correctly they, they wouldn't know the difference okay so the problem is what you said is that it's movie pass who is eating the mm -hmm. cost for this yeah and we all like to get something for nothing and that's kind of what it seems like even though yes you are paying for yeah. the service but they recently announced through the company that owns them, which is publicly traded, so this is kind of unusual because yeah. normally this kind of company starts up where it's like an Uber, an Airbnb, and then then they go public way down the road or they go under, whatever happens mm -hmm. to them, but they're not publicly traded initially. But these guys are. They're actually owned by Helios and Matheson Analytics. Their ticker is HM. And why? And they just recently announced. I have to go back and look. So how much did they lose? It was okay. So last year they made 10.4 million in revenue, but they saw an overall loss of 150.8 million dollars. <laughs> and that they said was largely due to the cost of acquiring and financing Movie Pass. And then their auditors actually said they expressed substantial doubt about our ability to continue as a going concern. Yeah. And this is when they made changes to the program too, right? Well, I want to I want to clarify a couple things there because the MoviePass was founded and then beta test founded in 2011 a and while then the ago. beta test yeah. launched in 2012. So it has been around for quite some time. Yeah. And the investors that have come in more recently to allow it to drop its price, right? Um, I believe the analytics firm that you're speaking yeah. about, that has been, that was, I got the date in front of me, August 2017 is when they okay. announced the change. Because it used to be $50. Yeah, and that was, that. so I think that's more comparable to MoviePass starting things out on their own, yeah. and then a big investor comes in several years later. And, and so it's an analytics firm, a, kind of a data analytics right. thing, which is interesting because last week we were talking about Facebook and their data right. privacy thing. So <laughs> this analytics firm basically came in and said, we want the data. We want the, to know everything about all your customers yeah. and we're okay with, for right now, making a loss on them going to see the movies because we're learning so much right. about them and that knowledge is valuable. So Now, did this ever bother you? No. 
Uh, you I'm knew a sucker this. for a good deal. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were willing to give away your information. Yeah, for and, deal. And, and, there, and there's like two or three million people on MoviePass yeah. now, so there's millions of people willing to do it as well. And you know, it's it's when I think about the types of information that they're going to know about me, it's name, address, email address, location tracking, because they know where I'm when I'm in theaters, right? And what types of movies I'm seeing, and, and presumably to an extent, what types of movies I'm enjoying. Yeah. Which, right? Is, if you go to see it more than once. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> is that the worst that. batch of things for a company know. to know about you? No. I'm not too uncomfortable with yeah. it. I don't think it's that big of an invasion of privacy. And I will say, you know, nine ninety nine a month for unlimited <laughs> movies. Like, like I said, I'm a sucker for a good deal. I'm willing to to give up a little bit of uh, data privacy for yeah. for a great time at the movies every month. Okay, so then when they changed the program, now it's still it's still around ten dollars, right? Yeah, it's nine ninety nine a month. Okay. And it, it, the but you the don't get unlimited anymore. Last week, I believe, is they changed it to nine ninety nine a month or nine ninety five a month, um, and now you're only getting four movies okay. a month. That's so a that's big difference. About one a week. One a week. And they've said some things on online about potentially one a week being the new norm. There's been other things posted online from, from management saying that they're definitely gonna go back to the unlimited plan at some point. The reason why at the intro I, I stress that it depends on when you got in, there's, there's been moments where it was buy a whole year now and you get it for $6.99 a month or $6.95 a month for the unlimited plan. And so there's, there's definitely People paying different levels, yeah. <laughs> different amounts of money for different services right yeah, now. Yeah, there was so. definitely those upfront fee people, yeah. and they paid the big chunk. And that almost, to me, says, like, why was it a month ago that they needed yeah. to, to get a lot of people <laughs> in real quick? <laughs> well, we can only suppose. Yeah. So are you concerned that they aren't going to make it? Yeah, obviously, because it's great for yeah. me right now. Yeah. It's obviously love. Life is life is easy, and I love it. So, uh, I mean, I'd be sad to see it go away. I do think that the impact that this is having, the the conversations that this is causing people to have, will have a permanent change on the industry. And I think that the subscription based kind of business model will become more widespread. More more options here soon. So I look forward to that regardless. And I think it's gonna continue to be something like most monthly memberships are where if you use it more, you get a good deal on it and the company makes money on the people who don't use it as frequently. It's like a gym membership in that sense. Yeah, I was just thinking of gym membership when you were saying that. Kind of, or those ones that are the all pass gym memberships where you can try different gyms mm -hmm. under the one banner, but you can only go a certain amount of times for those too. Yeah, so I mean, uh, I mean, I even think literally comparable to the price of Planet Fitness, like there's, n if I'm going yeah. into a Planet Fitness every day of the month, there's no way that they're making a ton of money on me individually. Right. But for 10 bucks a month, you know, the people that go, oh, well, I'm only paying 10 bucks a month for it and don't ever really go, that's where the membership becomes a little bit more profitable for yeah. Planet Fitness. So, yeah, for sure. Um, and, and, and you bring up a great point, you brought up a great point earlier of, you know, a lot of places like that, at a gym maybe it's, they make more money on the smoothie that I buy when I'm in right? there. 
you know, the movie theater makes more money on the, the popcorn and the soda that I buy. Yeah. And now I can guilt-free get popcorn and soda every time I go to the movie. I'm like, I'm not even right? overspending right now. This is within budget. So that's great as well. Yeah, MoviePass has tried to shame the chains into giving a, a, a cut, yeah. a percentage of the concessions, yeah. because that's where the money is. And so far, they've they've resisted anything to do with that. Okay, so there's a good, a great transition and something I think I've been hinting at now here for a little bit, Now I think it's time to name names. Okay. Because the beef between MoviePass and AMC theaters yes. is public, right. it's bitter, and it is, it's, it's not friendly. We'll go with that. That's right. Um, AMC has been an outspoken critic of the MoviePass's movie pass business model since long before when it was in the $50 a month yeah. range. Certainly more outspoken against it in the $9.99 a month range. I go to AMC movie theaters with my movie pass. It's still accepted there. And I've never had a problem with it personally. Getting back to some of those discussion boards and forums that I've talked about, I've known, I've read accounts of people, um, you know, being met with kind of rude attitudes from management, being kind of turned away and said, well, we don't accept it here, which is just kind of a lie, essentially. And the tone, it seems, from top down is that AMC does not like MoviePass, and their public stance on it is the one I mentioned earlier, which is we don't want to see, you know, our fans, people who love coming to our movie theaters, we don't want to see them angry when this goes under, and we think it's definitely going under. Yeah. To me, that smells like there's something else going on there, and uh, I think movie or AMC is a little bit jealous of of the model because I believe that I think the end result of what is going to happen here is that we will see chain by chain subscription based models start to pop up, and I wouldn't be surprised if AMC is pissed because they were like, "Darn, we were getting around to that subscription yeah. idea here pretty soon," and so I wouldn't be surprised if if you know, movie pass goes away and all of a sudden pay 20 bucks a month and go to any AMC movie right. theater that you want to go to is the new kind of norm. Yeah. yeah, AMC is ticker AMC. They haven't reported yet. They're reporting in kind of early May, it looks like. But their overall, their earnings aren't that great. Even with or without the movie pass, they've been struggling for the last two years. Last year, they lost 89 cents. And some of that last year, they blamed on couple slow periods in Hollywood where the movie choices weren't that great. You had to wait. Last summer was not that great at the box office. And then you had to wait. Yeah. Yeah. You had to wait until this this year's um, big Star Wars event at the end of the year, though. So it didn't save them for the year. And then but even this year, the estimates are on the decline again. And they're supposed to see a loss of a penny again for this year. Yeah. So. Well, that's the. And that's with Black Panther out there. And this that's the, the conversation that's kind of. The other conversation that's really looming overhead of all of this is it's not been a particularly great time to be in the movie business. No. It, it, you know, like you said, box office numbers have been disappointing at times. It, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of things to be said about a lack of creativity at the box office. We're now at, like, Marvel movie 405 here. Well, we were with, just commenting <laughs> before we came on here that with the new Avengers Infinity War coming out that AMC is doing a Marvel marathon at at least two of its big cineplexes because you need big theaters to, yeah. to handle that, and they're doing 11 movies in a row. Yeah, and those movies those <laughs> movies do well at the box office, oh, definitely, yeah. but oh, I yeah. think it speaks to a greater problem of... But what happens when one doesn't? 
Right. And, then and, they have issues. And you know, you know, I think when when it comes to these big budget movies, for whatever reason, studios have been much quicker to fund reboots and sequels and. But they need the event movies, don't they? Adding to the universes. Yeah, that's I mean, what these are. These are event movies. Yeah, definitely. But you know, not everybody has the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. So, you know, problem. if you're the DC Cinematic Universe and you're trying to do a similar thing where you're building onto the same world, yeah. And every time you do it, your movie movie is panned by the critics and flops at the bo- box office. The story is a little bit different for you. Well, it's so. harder for the chains too. Yeah. Because they're beholden to these content creators, obviously. And then I would say, in addition to that, the movie theaters have struggled because who the heck wants to go pay 15 bucks for a movie ticket, which is, is the standard in a right. lot of areas That's now. That's the big urban areas. In, in America. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about that again, because Cinemark Holdings is one of the other publicly traded chains. Their ticker is CNK. They look a little bit healthier than what AMC does, but they also have big Latin America presence. So they have 194 theaters in Latin America in 15 countries. So maybe that's boosting them when the U.S. is struggling a bit because people are still going to movie theaters down in Latin America. I don't know, but um, they're seeing a little bit of earnings growth. Last year they made $2.26. They're supposed to make $2.32, so like 2% earnings growth. It's better than a decline. Certainly. But not the greatest I want to see as an no, investor. No. And then even 2019 supposed to make 2.61. That's a little better again, but I'm not like, woo, yeah, tons of growth in this area. And then there's another, there's a new chain. They're not publicly traded. But they're out of Mexico, based out of there. They're called Cinemax. They basically shorten it to CMX. But these are the luxury, the real luxury. Like some of the AMCs and these other chains have all gone to the recliner chairs now and all of that. Yeah, they put bars in there. Um, A lot of them are dine-in where they'll bring the food out to you. But this one I was reading is like a whole nother level. Yeah. And it, they have about 30 in the U.S. so far, but they're rolling them out bigger. And yes, you have the reclining seats in these two, but you have like a real cloth napkin. Mm. And the food is much more upscale, like you're gonna get salmon and or- you're like table service to your to your seat, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a little bit you know, nicer, obviously, but the ticket price is $25. Yeah. They're going to put so, one of these across from Wrigley Field here in Chicago in case anyone is in, is in town for a game and decides to go see a movie. I think it's opening this year at some point in 2018. Wow. But $25. So, but this is the whole change over to the experience and it's, you know, they have to distinguish it from just sitting at home on your couch with watching the Netflix. Yes. That's you a great have point. To, you have to make it like, oh, we're going there for dinner yes. and we're going to see this movie. And that, that is, a, to me, a, a trend that has been very noticeable throughout the entire brick and mortar, you know, it's not really retail, but about the brick and mortar experience in the sense that retail stores have been forced to do that, restaurants have been forced to do that. If they, if they want you to come in and eat there, if they want you to come in and shop in their stores, if you're a movie theater and you want people to come in physically and watch a movie, you better offer something unique to that experience, special to that experience that I can't get at home because now I can just shop at home, I can get my food delivered at home, and I can watch all the movies I please at home. So 
What is the competition for Netflix and Amazon Prime? Let's put them both out there because sure. they're kind of similar. Both are now making movies that they're showing in movie theaters. Mm -hmm. Both have been fighting with Hollywood <laughs> about that kind of concept. And then both have their own original like shows that they're making only for you mm -hmm. know their at-home subscribers. But Netflix now has 125 million worldwide subscribers. Yeah. And then Amazon Prime is up to 100 million. We don't know how many of those 100 million are actually watching the videos. Yeah. That's just Prime in general. Right. But you get the videos if if you're doing it. So and if you're if you want to see an Amazon movie, you would have to mostly go to the movie theater for that because they are they're putting it in for more than a week at the, the movie theaters. Right. But how how big a threat is it? Like everybody has been saying for years, oh, eventually we'll all just watch Netflix at home and there won't be movie theaters. But you and I both go to the movie right. theaters often. Yeah. Again, maybe we're anomalies, but I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, it seems like right now it, you can comfortably say there is always going to be the theater released first yeah. type of business model for the major blockbusters and that there, there will always be some sort of separation between Netflix and Amazon because and the, and the theater companies because of that in, in the sense that, you know, it's not like we're going to see the Marvel Cinematic Universe start to debut Avengers day one on, on Netflix. Well, there has been talk of that, though. And then they would go to an even bigger subscription model. It would be almost like a pay-per-view option where they would charge literally $50 yeah. to watch it. But my problem with that is, is that if I have a family of five, I'm going to take them all to the movie theater to watch the, the new Avengers. And that's a pretty big chunk of money. It's more than $50. Yeah. For the, it depends where you're in America. But for the most part, it probably is. Yeah. Versus I could have... 20 people over to watch the Avengers on my on exactly. my big flat screen and then I'm only paying $50. I don't see why the content creators would ever go to that model. Yeah. I, they would seem foolish. Right. Exactly. And I agree with that 100%. But, you know, I, I again, it, it, it's kind of like a weird circle that we get caught in because then you immediately move back to the conversation of, yeah, if you're a family of five, it's... 50 bucks it's more than 50 bucks most places yeah four tickets and then if you want popcorn and drinks i'd oh, yeah. another 50 bucks maybe Huge. even more than yeah. that on top of that so all of a sudden when we're talking about a family of five which is a pretty common thing yeah. in america going to the movie theaters which is supposed to be a common thing spending well over a hundred dollars for a one night three hour yeah. experience you know, we're talking about that's a that's a sporting event. That's right. A, that's a baseball Definitely. game. That's a a basketball game. Yeah. You know, so when you're competing with that type of environment as a movie theater, it seems it seems like something has to change in the business model to make that more affordable. And that's why I like something like Movie Pass as, yeah. as an idea. You know, as an idea, maybe that will spawn something that is more sustainable for the business. Yeah. I kind of think that some of this might devolve into what the amusement parks are doing because they're willing to sell like an all-season pass because they too know that eating in the parks is where a big 
portion of their money comes mm -hmm. from. So if they let you come five or ten times a summer, you're going to spend it on the food at the park, and mm -hmm. that's where they'll make the the actual money. But I don't yeah, know. There's right. a lot of good ideas out there. You're right, but but the 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 parks are also really good at pricing for seasonality. So oh yeah, but you know Disney even uh, or or Six Flags. You know if I go during a down period, during a not busy time of the year, I'm going to pay less for that because they're not busy than I would during a peak holiday hour. Right. And there are some movie theater chains that do that well and some movie theater chains that don't do that well. What and if the chains go to the this kind of peak pricing thing? Hey, you want to see Avengers this weekend, opening weekend? I'll charge you $20, mm -hmm. <laughs> every person who wants to see it. But if you want to see... I don't know, whatever, Black Panther, it's been out for six months. It's still in the theaters, but meh, most people have seen it. I'll only charge you six bucks at this point. Uh, yeah, and I think I think that would something like that would definitely work. And I think something that, that is so precise that it's it's live and it and it changes based on yeah. number of tickets sold and time left until the show goes. And right. I can go on an app and look at like, here are my options for tonight. I could go see this movie for this amount of money or this movie for this amount of money and just make that decision right there in the theater yeah. and have it this this very formulaic live pricing thing that changes based on demand. I think that could definitely work. But that's, again, a conversation that we're only having because MoviePass has right. come in and said, but right. well, we're disrupting the yeah. way things are mm -hmm. happening. Right. So I think it's great for for the average consumer. It's great what MoviePass is doing because it's gonna yeah. it's going to end up helping. Okay, so I think I've concluded from our conversation that I don't want to own any of these movie chains <laughs> right <Yeah>. now. <laughs> um, so I, I'm not a big buyer of AMC or Cinemark here. And I don't like the movie pass because I don't know what's going to happen there yeah. because they're just bleeding the money. So I'm not a buyer of that. I still do like Netflix and Amazon. I own Amazon Prime in my own portfolio, not really for the Prime part for the video, but of course you get that included. So we haven't heard from Amazon yet this earnings season, but Netflix reported that real stellar growth and big time earnings growth there. So can't compete with that. So let's recap the tickers now. We had AMC, which is AMC. Cinemark is CNK. MoviePass is owned by that Helios company, H-M-N-Y. Netflix, NFLX, Amazon, AMZN, of course. And we're gonna be revisiting this topic quite a bit, I feel, in the future. And we didn't even get to the content side, really, like the studios. Um, I've discussed those in the past, but it's been a while now, and a lot keeps changing there as well with the Disneys and uh, Warner Brothers and all of those of the world. So be sure to subscribe to us on SoundCloud. You can get us there and you can get us on Apple Podcasts, but we're also on Spotify now. So be sure to subscribe to us somewhere on one of these platforms so that you never miss an episode. And I'll see you again next time.